The KTSA Home Improvement Show with Martin Bamba, presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now, 210-599-5555. Now, Martin Bamba. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show, the Home Improvement Show. My name is Martin Bamba. That's my buddy Jim Smith right over there. And we are here to help. Indeedy. Indeedy we is. Uh, hot, 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 more hot, and hotter. Yes. yes That's the word. Yes. Uh, it's, woof. <laughs> it's, I, every time I open the door to leave the house, I feel like the devil has farted on me. <laughs> What 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 I what I describe it as is the world's largest blow dryer. That's what it feels like pretty every much, time you walk outside much, right now. Much. And and the drier it gets, that you know they say, well, it's a dry heat. Uh, no, it's still flipping hot. <laughs> still flipping hot. Yeah, but it's dry. The ground the, is dry. The grass, the trees, but the air. If I walk from the house to the car, I could if I left my mouth open, mm-hmm. I would already taken a drink of water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's now it has. In fairness, it has gotten. Uh, there, there have been a few days when the humidity levels dropped down. And Did suppo- you feel it? No, and that's what <laughs> no. I'm. That's what I'm saying. It supposedly is supposed to feel more comfortable, but it's just still hot. You know. Okay, so let's go from a. Uh, dough proofer, which is high humidity, to a, a convection oven. <laughs> That's what it feels like—a convection is, oven. Is, there it, is it any different? No, it's still hot. It's still hot, <laughs> right? Right. And uh, and I've had it described that way too, as as if you would open up your oven and put your head in it. That's what it feels like, you know. And and I've never done that myself personally, and I don't recommend it. But I can imagine that's what it does feel like. Well, I, I don't know if well, you when ever, you open the oven and you look in, and that I don't uh, know if you've ever done uh, personally, but uh, cleaning an oven, yeah, when you heat it all up, you have to reach in there and screw up. Oh, my oh yeah, God. it's hot, it's hot, yeah. But anyway, we uh, we say all this to say we feel your pain because we're feeling it too. And uh, if you're out there doing something in the yard or working outside or even playing outside today, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Well, and see, the other day I got a tat- another tattoo. You know, I walked out and leaned against the car. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a I've got to tell a funny little story about that. I've got a, a, a Ford pickup, and I love my Ford pickup. And and my particular model has a uh, has an emblem on the center console. Right, it's a it, it's a, a little placard that's on the center console. And somebody looked at my truck and said, man, that's a beautiful truck. Do you, you like that truck? Yeah, I said, I love it. I love it. I said, the one thing I don't like is a little design flaw in it. And they said, what's that? And I said, well, it's got this fancy little emblem on the center console. And whenever it's 105 degrees outside, that thing turns into a branding iron. So now I'm branded with limited on my forearm now, you know. Uh, so anyway, that's the only bad part about it. You just got to be conscious of that. And I can tell you, when you put your arm on it and you don't think about it, it comes off real fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. You know. <laughs> well, that's like me uh, walking out and uh, standing there talking to somebody and leaning up against the fender on the car. Yeah. I wasn't there very long. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. It doesn't take long. But anyway, be careful when you're out there uh, in the heat today. If you happen to be outside, if you can stay inside in the air conditioning, maybe go see a movie, hang out in the house, yeah, it's probably or on the river. I was on the river yesterday. Um, hopped in the Comal and, and took a little float yesterday. There were a lot of people, but it wasn't too bad for a Friday. 
uh, flowing very slow. Oh, yeah. Very I can, I can slow. I can imagine. You hop in, if you're familiar with, with floating the Comal in New Braunfels, if you hop in at, at uh, Landa Falls, which is the longest float on the river, it's the furthest most point that you can hop right, in. Right, Their sign says four to five hour float. Yeah. Typical float in regular flowing is two hours. Right. That is slow flowing. Yep. And uh, still felt great. Still nice and clear in most areas, but very slow. So I haven't done, done if, uh, that yet that you, this year yet because even though it, it, it's nice and feels good and all that, in the non-shaded parts, it gets that's hot. Too much for me. For you, right it would now. be. T- oh, it's, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't you know? want to do that because there are some long stretches that are not shaded. Right, and uh, that's it used to be. That's why when we got our tans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you say, yeah. this is that's. I, <laughs> I knew I should have brought my sunglasses in. He's showing me his legs right now, folks. I mean, uh, but I, I just can't be in that in the sun exposed for that long. Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely not. Hey, listen, uh, this is the Home Improvement Show. If you just tuned in, we are, uh, we're just uh, chatting it up right now, but we are here to take your phone calls at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. It's all about you, your home improvement questions. If you got one today... Get yourself a phone line just like Gloria has. We're going to get started with her. Good morning, Gloria. Welcome to the Home Improvement Show. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Outstanding. Great. How are you this morning? Let me clear my, my, my throat. <laughs> Allergies. <laughs> oh, man, it's getting us all, isn't it? Yes, uh, I'm telling you. But anyway, I'm going to get right to the question. Uh, my, my sister has an old home. Uh, old, and I mean old is old. And and long time ago, uh, they had they drilled a well, and it's in the city. Uh, it's it's uh, close. It's on John McMullen. It's close to closer to to the old base. Uh, okay. And uh, Kelly Kelly Air Force Base. Sure. And uh, and and that's that's where the area is where she, her home, of course. And they want to drill a, an old well. Want want to see if they can open that. But one, I would be probably talking to the city or no, knowing just questions that you might, you know, things that you might know that would help her do that. The first thing I would check is uh, with the city if there's any special permitting or even if it's allowed. Mm-hmm. And then um, because the city, I'm sure, is going to have to try to uh, judge what water table it draws from how how long ago what was the when was the last time this well was actually functional when was the last time it was used oh my god it's been such a long time that uh, um it's um i would say maybe because uh, my mom then moved to that house when my grandmother uh died and then uh that must have been in the uh gee. Uh, maybe the 50s 60s oh yeah yeah you definitely need to get with the city uh let them know what you are intending or wanting to do and then they can they can advise you of what the proper action is that you need to take to do that or not okay okay so uh that's that's easy i just have to talk to them first and but what would be the process if they would allow that? Uh, do you know? Contact a water well company. I couldn't even tell you. All I've ever done with wells is called somebody to come in and fix them. 
And, and for me, mm-hmm. out in the country, uh, growing up where I did, there was, you know, never, obviously never a permitting problem that we didn't have the water restrictions anywhere back then like we have now. But out mm-hmm. in the country, there was never a permit required. You simply had to, you know, get a qualified well digging service and get them out there. And, you know, if you could afford it, you could have a well. Um, but mm-hmm. but you're in the city, so it's a whole different set of rules. And uh, you definitely yeah. need to contact the city offices uh, the uh, Building and Planning uh, Commission, and and find out what their regulations are, if if there are any. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's good enough. Thank you, guys. Hey. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bye. Gloria. We appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Thanks for calling. Let's get Likewise. to let's get to Bill. Bye. Bill, good morning. Welcome to the Home Improvement Show. Good morning. How are you doing today? Fantastic, Bill. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. I got a question, and I I don't know if y'all can help me or not. Um. I, I whenever I built my house, I and I did my bathroom. I installed a an antique clawfoot bathtub and an antique uh, bathroom basin. It's got the huge backsplash on it. It's got the two porcelain legs on the front, and it's got two individual uh, faucets on it, a hot and a cold separated. Sure. And yeah. I am looking. I'm, I'm looking to see if I can find a faucet that combines it to it it converts it to one spout but to 12 inch center and i can't find i've seen one one you know years ago but i i haven't been able to find a supplier for one i was wondering if you might have any suggestions have you have you been to ferguson supply um ferguson's i have not been i've been to hughes but i haven't been to ferguson yeah go to ferguson's uh they're over by the airport they have a huge show. Yeah, they have a huge showroom. They have the most comprehensive bathroom and and kitchen uh, selection of faucets and tubs and you name it. The appliances they've got all of that. But if if it can't be found there, or they can't special order it, which I'm betting they probably can, uh, appliance parts would be the next place that I would check because they do uh, hard to find old. Uh, discontinued. They they do all kinds of stuff with with. Um, is it in it appliance parts? Is that what is? No, that's not appliance parts. It's uh, yes, uh, it's pl- appliance parts depot. Is yes. that it? That's it. Yeah, that's it. and yeah, and they, I've heard of them. you can find kind all kinds of stuff that has been discontinued for years and years. But I will bet you that Ferguson's can help you. Out. I'm sure Ferguson's. Now, it's not going to be cheap, and it's it's definitely well, going to be a special order. Um, right. But I know that like uh, Price Fister, Delta, those guys can make a faucet at any center that you order, but it is oh, wow. special order. Okay. I didn't know they'd special, make special stuff. Yeah, you're not going to find one at the big box stores, but that's oh. why that's why places like Ferguson exist for the stuff that's outside of the everyday, you know, that you're going to find on the shelf. Right. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Glad you called, Bill. Okay, you guys, you guys, be blessed. You too, you too. brother. You too. And and it okay. sounds like it's a, a beautiful bathroom. Sounds beautiful. Oh, it's it's turning out pretty cool, yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Good luck. Hope you find the right piece. Uh, hey, uh, get your cell phone line two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's get right back to it. Hey, Daniel and Charles, don't go anywhere. Linda, you're up on the Home Improvement Show. Hey. Good morning. Hi, Linda. Hi. Yeah, I have an AC question. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, the other day, I was in the, my hallway, and I just bent over to pick something, and I felt a, a drop of water on my back. 
and I looked up, and where my uh, fire alarm is up there, it was dripping water. And my AC unit is up in the attic. So I called the repair, the uh, AC people. They came, and um, and he he uh, told me that the tray on the AC is is really bad. It's corroded. It's rusted. And uh, the other thing that happened too is the the sink, the guest bathroom that is right below the where the AC is up above. That that drain was clogged. So um, I asked, well, what happened? And he said, well, because your tray is so corroded, that crud got stuck in that drain from your AC down and then went down to your toilet, your bathroom drain, and clogged that up. So he blew out the, the basin in the, in the guest bath, and he also cleared up uh, the – he put some vinegar upstairs in the, in the AC unit, the, the drain – or wherever the pipe, whatever. But okay, that's fine. Um, it worked. My AC didn't leak anymore. But then two weeks later, they were due to come in for a service call anyway, and the drain in the in the restroom and the guest bath was clogged up again. What what do you what's going on, Jim? You, you take that one. If if you have you have a um, a deterioration problem in the drain pan. It's going to continue to uh, clog. That's rust and uh, pieces of the pan that are falling into the drain. It's going to continue to clog. The problem is if you try to clean that pan, you're going to make Mm -hmm. it completely leak. Oh, gosh. The only fix is going to be to replace that pan. That's it. Okay. Now, why did the AC people not tell me this? They uh, a lot of times they uh, uh, techs will think that okay if I clear the the drain it's going to be great it's going to be fine they don't realize the extent of the deterioration of the pan or or if it's not completely rusted if it's just slime in the pan then they didn't do a good job cleaning the pan. They only cleaned the drain line. So the slime works its way back into the drain line. Well, there you have it. They, did, they didn't take any time to clean the pan because they didn't spend that much time up there. There you go. Then, well, just uh, call them back out. Tell them okay. you want the drain pan cleaned out. They're gonna charge. Uh, uh, they're 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 gonna charge you, charge you, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if they go up and say it can't be cleaned, expect mm-hmm. that. Don't okay. let that shock you because if it's a metal pan, there's a possibility. Oh yeah, that if, it, if it's it rusted, if cranked. it's rusted to that point, I would even t- take it a step further. Tell them you need to have your drain pan replaced. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now, how do I avoid that in the future for that to happen again? Put in a plastic. Have them put on a put in a plastic drain pan. Or if they if they if it's a specialty drain pan, and they can't get it in plastic, then just have the drain pan made from stainless steel. Tell them you want a stainless drain pan. Stainless drain pan. Yes. Okay, but but first ask for plastic. 
I would. Yes, it, yes. It's going to be it's going to be much more cost effective. Oh, well, a lot of times to replace the primary drain pan, they're going to have to replace the evaporator coil mm. because they're, they're, they're the two are made together, mm. and okay. the new coils are going to have plastic drain pans, not metal. There you go. Oh, oh my gosh. All right, next question and final question. What? How much am I looking at? It, uh, it's it's going to be a wide range. Uh, I mean, uh, we're set to, uh, maybe uh, a couple of hundred if it's a simple drain pan to replace, up to a couple of thousand if they have to replace the coil to to replace the drain pan. Oh my gosh! Wow. It's just too wide of a range for me to tell you. You know. It's it it could be it could be very reasonable or it could be very expensive. But you but here's what here's what you have to temper that with, Linda is is look at your at your cost differential between let's say it was two thousand dollars to replace that drain pan. How much is it going to cost if that drain pan drain pan fails or you have a backup that floods your house and and causes damage? It's going to be probably quite a bit more than two thousand dollars. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm aware, uh, afraid of, and I've been concerned about it since they since they came and went the other day. Now, uh, okay, this will be the third and final question. Um, would it be better to just buy a complete new uh, unit? How old is your system? It is about uh, five, four and a half. Oh no! Oh, no, no! If no. it's four and a half, five years old, it's still got a lot of. Yeah, life if you if you it. were going to tell us it was twenty years old, would say yeah. If I if, if you'd have said ten and a half years, I'd have t- told you replace it. But at five, four or five years, no, ma'am, it's still got a lot of life. It in sure it. should, yeah. Okay, and it's not a regular air conditioner, AC. It's a what do you call it? A heat pump. Is okay, well, you saying that it's four or five years old. That kind of throws a make a winch in the works because that unit at four or five years had a plastic drain pan. It so was, then that means that they did not install the plastic. They left the old one in there. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, you have two drain pans. You have a primary drain pan, which is tied into the sink, and you have a auxiliary drain pan. Now the auxiliary drain pan could absolutely it's it's still going to be metal. Oh, okay. But the auxiliary drain pan is no, not going to have any water in it unless the primary drain pan is clogged up. Yeah, and I think that that's going to happen. That because of that the first the first tech that came out he showed me a picture of the rust in the pan and it was horrible he says this really corroded he said and uh but then i never heard from him again and he's with the same company he it shouldn't that pan shouldn't have any water in it unless the primary drain is clogged up so they didn't clean out the primary drain pan properly when they did your service Okay, and that's the one that's upstairs with the unit. There, uh, both of them are upstairs with the unit. There's one inside the unit, one under the unit. Oh, Linda, you need you need to get them back out there to take a look at that, and uh, yeah. and yeah, 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 there's something going on there that you definitely need to address. We're just Absolutely. we're we're just Absolutely. we're we're diagnosing as best we can without seeing it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, but you did a great job, and uh, it's you, you, but you you enlightened me. Uh, 
so much. So I know what I have to do, and I will call them. I'll have call them this week and have them come out. Thanks, Thank Linda. You. Phone lines are open at 210-599-5555. We've had a couple that have been waiting for a while. Charles and RJ, hang on. Uh, Daniel, you're up on the Home Improvement Show. Uh, good morning, John. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I got a question about uh, AC and mobile homes and a comment about the water well. I had an AC man just come out to another mobile home I'm dealing with, and he says the unit is too small for the mobile home. And this is the second mobile home that I'm dealing with that they come out and tell me the unit is too small. Uh, is there a different rules and regulations for mobile homes versus a regular house? Yes. <laughs> Uh, the mobile home is completely sized differently because uh, especially if it's a mobile home that has the vents in the floor, it's completely sized differently. It has a, 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 a different size motor. It has a different sized compressor. Everything is, is definitely different sized. Is this a, a new mobile home that you just bought or did you buy it used? Uh, one's a brand new one that's only, we've only had it a couple of years, and we were just concerned about it being undersized. The other one is a double-wide mobile home. It's an older mobile home. It's got the uh, Freon 22 in it, so he said that's an old, old unit. It is. It is. Um, yeah, it's uh, just have them do, um, they may have already done it, uh, a manual, manual J8 load calculation on the homes. If they do the load calculation, whatever tonnage it requires is, is going to be on that load sheet. Okay. Okay. I'll tell them to do a load calculation. J, J8? Yes. Manual, manual J8. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And just to comment on the water well stuff that you were talking about, it, I didn't hear the whole conversation, but I just actually had a, a bid on a water well. And they're charging $25 a foot right now to drill a well. And the gentleman told me that there's some areas, he didn't say which one it was, but there's places in the rural areas out in the country, they're making you put water meters on your wells, and now you have to pay for the water that you pump out of your out of your own well. That's, that's why I was asking that Ooh. caller what they have to determine what table it comes from. Because if it comes from anything near the Edwards, they're going to charge you. If it comes from Carrizo or something like that, there's not gonna, they can't charge you but because you own the water rights under your property. Yeah. So yeah, it depends on what table... You're on. I would have to think that that would only be if you're tapping into the Edwards. I don't know. But I don't know that for a fact. I don't know. No. No. I don't either. That's crazy, man. Never heard of anything like that. Hey, thank you, Daniel. Appreciate you calling. Appreciate you being part of the show. Let's get to Charles. Charles, good morning. Welcome to the Home Improvement Show. Hey, good morning. I have a septic system question. Okay. Mm -hmm. We have uh, the system that pumps the water out through the sprinkler heads in the backyard. Yes, sir. And I was wondering if it's possible to swap those sprinkler heads out for like a drip irrigation line and just let it run underground. I- T- typically, no, because the way that that septic, that, uh, septic system works is when, when the water gets to a certain level, a pump kicks on to pump the water out. 
I think you would have problems with pumping it out if it's in a, a drip irrigation system because... You wouldn't get a high enough volume. Right. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Okay. Yeah. Even if, uh, like, you couldn't add enough hose to disperse the pressure? If you added more and more and more a hose, now you... You are, got less and less pressure. And less and less pressure. And at that point, you're now going backwards of what you need you need the line to put to build pressure mm-hmm. okay so yeah the short answer is probably not a good idea no. if, if if you want to explore it further i would get with a septic company and there's several good ones out there which area are you in where are you at uh lavernia out in Lavernia, do you know of any good septic companies out in that area? No. It's more your area than mine. I, no, I, 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 well, just just look around. There's going to be some good septic uh, companies out there, and and you know, and, and ask them to come out and take a look. And maybe it's possible, but I've not heard of that, and it it seems counterintuitive to me. You can ch- always call O uh, Five Plumbing. Uh, he, there, uh-huh. he's very knowledgeable about septic septic systems, and he's right there on in Atkins. So, okay. O five plumbing? Yes. All right. Thank you. Hey Charles, thanks a lot for calling. Appreciate you. It's all about you, your home improvement questions. We got a lot of people online hanging on. Be be uh be patient, we'll get to you. Uh Ann and PJ and Janie, you're coming up. But RJ, you are up next on the home improvement show. Guess it helps if I push morning, the button, Jim. doesn't it? <laughs> hey, good morning, yeah. RJ. Hey, morning. Thanks for the mammoth reference. I've added it to my playlist. So. There, you, there you go. That's good stuff, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, I've got a residential HVAC question regarding the compressor. I've got a year-old four-ton unit. Just had a hard start um, device put on it. But the more I look into things, I've seen that there's soft start units out there. And I notice per unit, the price difference is substantial. But I'm finding that a lot of the back companies techs in general really don't aren't aware of these soft starts so with that said i want your all's opinion regarding hard start versus hard, soft starts and from what i understand hard starts possibly extend the compressor life and soft starts are definitely necessary if you have a generator backup generator on the residence and you are 100 percent right the okay. what the hard start does is it definitely extends the life of the compressor. It makes the compressor start faster, so therefore that it doesn't pull the inrush amps for as long at startup, so it starts faster, quicker, and it will definitely extend the compressor life. The only time I've actually used soft starts is when with generator applications the reason for the soft start is because it wants to start at lower amps because when you try to start an ac on a generator it possibly can pull enough amps to trip the main on the generator gotcha i'm tracking i'm tracking I've just heard different theories out there regarding the softs where they're like, hey, you're drawing less amperage, thus maybe you're extending the life. No, 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 no. A soft start is just the opposite. The hard start gives the compressor a boost, a a shot in the arm. 
so okay. it, it starts faster. That's going to extend the life. The soft yeah, start softens the blow to the compressor. In other words, it's going to shorten the life. Okay, interesting. Uh, that's, right. uh, now, now, also... now, that's my opinion. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm sure that the manufacturers of the soft starts would argue with me. Yeah, I'm totally tracking. I'm tracking. I guess we'll see here moving forward over the next five, ten years regarding that whole uh, theory and so forth. But, hey, guys, enjoy your show. Thank Thanks. you for your time. Thanks, Thank RJ. You. Appreciate you calling this morning. Let's get to Ann. Ann, good morning. Welcome to the Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Good morning. I have a question regarding uh, – actually, it's property cleanup, I'd, I'd say, on an acreage that uh, – uh, some folks had to move and, and left a lot behind and a lot of work to kind of clean it up and make it uh, make it uh, 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 the kind of property we would like. Do you have any thoughts on organizing and making that happen? There's both house uh, and some outbuildings and then uh, uh, acreage. Well, there, there's, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a, a, a tough task no matter what you do. It's, it's kind of like uh, how do you eat an elephant <laughs> one bite at a time, right? Exactly. Uh, and, and, and that's what I would do is I would kind of prioritize the most important areas of your property that you want to get cleaned up first and and do it step by step and area by area. If if, if you've got an outbuilding, for instance, that's uh, that's, you know, overrun with old, pieces and parts and junk that you want to get rid of i would attack that first there are companies out there that will come out and uh and you know and, and drop off a dumpster you fill it up they'll come back and pick it up and uh or you you pile up a pile of stuff and they'll come out and load it all up for you and there's also companies that will do the junk removal they'll come out with their labor yes and pick up everything and haul it off um, the first thing I would do, if, especially if you're going to do some of the work yourself, is get the house and the outbuildings, any uh, uh, brush and tall weeds or grass around those buildings, get that cut down and all the trash moved simply for snakes. Because that way, if you're doing When you're the working work, on everything else, you, yeah. If you are doing some of the work yourself, you're not so worried about stepping on snakes in tall grass or brush. And, of course, that's been a real problem, even though they, the heat uh, is limiting it somewhat. Uh, that is an area that definitely needs early uh, attack. What, what, yes. part of, what part of the area are you in? Where are you at? We're uh, closer to the coast, Um be um brazoria county okay brazoria uh i i know that that there have got to be people down there that you can find uh through your local ag extension or maybe some other places that will come out and do brush removal clean up uh that's my best advice our best advice thanks for calling this morning and we appreciate you 210-599-5555 is the number 210-599-5555 it's pretty bad when the host and the producer both don't realize that the intro music is coming up until it comes up but it happened it happened sometimes it hey we got on the air in time that's what matters see th there's not a problem until I'm, you say there's a problem i'm, I'm laughing so hard i'm crying what's wrong man. with you <laughs> all right we're Wait, standing like here talking music and i've said oh shoot <laughs> We're on the air. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Uh, <laughs>
let's get right back to those phone lines. Get us out of this. Uh, <laughs> Glenn and PJ, hang on, you're coming up. But Janie, you're up next on the Home Improvement Show. Hello, Janie. Hi. Hi, good morning. Well, thanks for taking my call. I've got a couple of quick questions for you. Yes, ma'am. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, we bought a fount- water fountain, a three-tiered fountain, and it has the ring on the bottom. And they put it on a concrete pad. And it's got the pump and everything, and it will not hold water. There's leaks. It leaks. Uh and I was just wondering what there was that we could seal that with. Okay. There's there's a couple of things you can do. Uh, you're talking about the little rubber gasket that goes up that the, that the pump uh, power cord goes through. Is that what we're talking about? No. Uh, just like the bottom, the little holding that the, the, the rock goes around, the stone. Okay. It comes, the water goes through the three tiers and into the little pond at the bottom. Is it the pond that's leaking? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I've seen in the past that the the it didn't have the uh, proper amount or enough sealant from uh, when, it, when it was made. You can easily uh-huh. take the ring out, the pump ring, just pick it up out of the uh, out the bottom. And get some concrete sealer, a good latex concrete sealer. You can get it at uh, the big box stores or you can get it from uh, online. And just paint the inside of that concrete with that sealer. You may have to put uh, do it a couple of times to get a good seal. Okay. Just a concrete sealer latex. Yes, ma'am. Yes, and yes. Okay. okay, and just do that whole inside of that. Just like just like you were uh, coating the inside of a swimming swimming pool. Okay. Okay. That should All take right. care of the problem well, for you, Gene. Great. Then I can actually use it. Yes. yes. Wouldn't that yes. be Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yes. It would. It would. After <laughs> now, did you say you had another question? Yes, we have uh, taken off siding, the old asbestos siding off of an old house, and put up the concrete boards, the big sheets. Yes, ma'am. And uh, what do you put in those cracks in between the boards? Well, the first thing I need to ask is, did you put a good underlayment uh, under there before you put that up? Yes, that sheet of that. uh, Tyvek or something of that nature, uh, a vapor barrier? Okay, good. Did you put any wood behind it? Um, there was already wood back there. It was it was decked. Okay. The walls were decked already. Okay. Perfect, perfect. Yes. Um. Well, at each joint. Now, I'm assuming then that you didn't have. Uh, it's not the tongue and groove. Uh, hardy, uh, hardy no. planks. They just no, they butt up to each other. They butt up to each other. You're, you, you just, you're just you're just going to have to caulk those joints. That's what kind of caulk? You'll need to use a uh, urethane acrylic caulk, which gives you the properties of a silicone caulk in that it's elastic and it and it moves and it flexes, but it gives you the paintability of an acrylic caulk. So urethane acrylic is what you're going to want to use. Okay. 
urethane acrylic. Okay, yes, ma'am. It is paint. Great, great. All right. Well, that solves my problems today. Well, all right. Well, we're happy we could help. If that's the worst that happens today, we're in pretty good shape. Janie, thank you so much for calling. Grab yourself a phone line at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Let's go to PJ. PJ, good morning. Good morning, Martin. I got a quick question for you about a vacant apartment behind my house. Uh, we're pretty picky about who we let in there, so we're going to keep it vacant until we find the actual perfect person as you expect but um, I need to know it it's, has its own separate septic system not a real big one and I need to know if there's anything I need to do to kind of uh, keep that active until somebody does go in there uh, should I run any water or run the toilets or yes. anything yes to- once a month go out there and uh, flush the toilets um, a couple of times to make sure that the toilet traps stay uh wet and to make sure that the septic system stays wet run the shower run the shower uh uh, maybe five five uh ten minutes and run run the sinks the same way maybe five or ten minutes now if you're going to do this let's go into maintenance also get under the sink behind the toilet close the angle stops the valves and open them Okay. In other words, exercise them. Okay. That okay. way, the the steels in those will stay good. Okay. Um, and do the same thing every sink, every for all the valves. Okay. Just close them all and right. open them. Um, make sure you change your AC filters. Um, uh, it has a small uh, half unit outside, you know, with the uh, wall mounted, mm-hmm. not the wall mounted, but the the uh, upper wall-mounted uh, in t- uh, outlet, right. and so there's only, I think there's only a filter in that, right. but not in the outside part. Right, but don't let yeah. the temperature keep the thermostat uh, at least at 85. You don't want it, you don't want that unit or anything in the apartment to get too hot. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, yes. Um, uh, so keep that about 85 um, and then if you if it's needed, just rinse that filter on the evaporator. In other words, just go through the apartment uh, once a month and, okay. and do these uh, little items, and it'll keep it to where when you do have or you're ready to rent it, you don't have a lot of repair stuff that needs to be done to get it ready to rent. Right, right, okay. Okay, and is there anything I should do about uh... – yeah, electrical stuff or the uh, water. I turned the water heater off. Uh, not if you're uh, – there's not really much that you need to do uh, unless it's being used a lot. So in mm. other words, uh, yeah. the time that you need to maintenance uh, electrical is when it's constantly used. It could okay. loos- loosen up some connections or whatever. But not okay. being used, no. You should be fine. Okay. 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 Well, that sounds good. That tells me what you know. And I didn't also realize it, to do all that. And also, you did great by turning off the water heater because leaving that on, number one, will rob energy. And the calcium and minerals and water separate when the water is heated. Yeah. So you're, you're combining both of those by t- just okay. turning it off. 
So, um, okay, and and you don't need to put any Ridex or anything else in the uh, septic system. Just run the not run the water. Uh, maybe the maybe the first time yet you, you you do that. Yes, but after that, there's not going to be uh, debris and and uh, uh, solids that are going in there that you're going to need more bacteria for. Okay, so only when it starts getting used again, maybe that's run correct. a box of Ridex right. in there. Or something. That's correct. Okay. I, I, I uh, run the Ridex like uh, every uh, two to three months. I run Ridex through mine. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. That's hey, what I needed to know. Hey, good luck finding that perfect tenant, PJ. We hope you do. Yeah, well, I've had two of them, and they're both my foster sons now, basically, and we're actually having a birthday party tomorrow for – for both of them, because we're all we're all our birthdays are all about the same time. So. Well, outstanding. Well, I hope you find another good one, and and uh, good luck to you on that. Thanks for calling this morning. Yeah, thanks for t- answering my phone call. Yes, sir. Bye. Have a great weekend. And we have one phone line open as we currently speak at two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's go to Glenn. Good morning, Glenn. Welcome to the show, Mister Bamba. Mister Glenn. Yes. Hey, um, good day to you. Good day to you, too, sir. Thanks for calling. Yes, sir. I have a question. Yes, sir. It's about a garage door spring. Okay. Uh, Silicone lubricant. Is that the normal ingredient to use for oiling down your garage door spring? You know, for me, uh, the, the reason that I recommend silicone for almost all types of, of lubrication, is that unlike uh, WD-40 and, and some other oil-based lubrications, it doesn't attract the dirt and grit and grime like they do. WD-40 is not a lubricant. No, it's it not. It dissolves lubricants. Yes. So. Yes, and, and, it, and, it, and it is notorious for attracting dirt and grime and, and other things that worsen the problem. And so, so are all of the petroleum-based Correct. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. I grew up using WD-40 for a lot of things, but and there's nothing wrong with it. It's a great product. It's just not for that. So, yes, I, I would. Uh, that's what I would recommend. I would recommend the silicone over the petroleum-based because the petroleum, uh, number one, the silicone is more uh, or better environmentally friendly uh, if it if you get drips and on the, on the ground and so on and so forth. Also, the dirt retention, you don't get the same like Martin said with the silicone. Um, the Another one is graphite uh, lubricant, but graphite does attract a lot of dust also. Well, then, fine. <laughs> I, uh, I got to tell you, that answers my question. I, I've been using the silicone lubricant, but that wasn't the recommended uh, uh, ingredient to use. So what? By the installer what did the installer recommend? I'm just curious. Uh, their own brand. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're you're going to be fine with the silicone, and it's what I use on my own garage doors. So, and there a, you go. are your garage door spring, springs the uh, uh, wrap around uh, type? They're uh, they're they're on a, a metal rod, and they're they're like coil type coil uh, type coil. springs. So the only thing you ever want to do is lubricate those. 
don't ever try to adjust them. I see. No, no. Well, Glenn, I hope right, that now. hope that helped you out. It sure did. Good day to you, sir. Thank you, Glenn. Appreciate you calling this morning. Thank you. You know, the first time I ever tried to adjust a garage door spring. To whack you in the face? I, I put the screwdriver through the garage wall. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it, those things have you, a You're lucky you didn't buddy. take a finger off. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's not something you should be doing yourself, that's for sure. You get a good uh, qualified company out there to do that. Uh, get yourself phone line, 210-599-5555. Let's go to Gary. Gary, good morning. Welcome to the Home Improvement Show. Uh, good morning, guys. Good morning. I have a question or problem. I have a 10-year-old house, and they put those backflow preventers on it when they built it. City cold, I guess. But uh, one of mine is uh, leaking when I... Turned, I want to soak a, like a bush or a small tree, have the water on real slow. It tends to drip pretty fast from that backflow preventer. Only when you turn it on a little bit faster, it stops dripping. It's too fast to, you know, soak something. Is there any way I can get that uh, preventer off of there? Oh, yeah. If it's a if it's a screw-on, yeah, you can take a backflow preventer off the end of a faucet. So you, you're talking okay. about on the hose? It's on the hose, right? No, it's on the... I'm sorry, it's on the the water. Oh, it's on your water supply? The, the water pipe, the faucet. It's on yes, the faucet. if it's on the faucet, yes, sir, you sure can. You just un, un, unscrew the set screw, Okay. and if it's a little too tight, use a pair of pliers and take it off. Right. What they did, though, they cut off the end of There's no slot in there. You can't just unscrew it when they so, put it in, installed it. So it's a backflow faucet. The only way you're going to be able to fix that is to replace the faucet. Oh, okay. <laughs> which which yeah. typically would not be a, a terribly hard job. It's I mean, not. It's really I, not. I've repla replaced them without even turning off the water. You get a little wet, make sure you're wearing a bathing suit or uh, because you're going to get wet. But as long as you take Keep that the valve, valve open, <laughs> you open that valve, take it off open, open the new valve and put it on open, then you can replace it while it's the water uh, is on. Okay, well, I don't quite understand that because it's water in there. It's a water faucet. How can you replace it without turning the water off to it? Turn it on. Turn the water water faucet on so the so water, your water is flowing. So the water is flowing. Now, as you unscrew it, you're gonna get soaked. But take it off and then open the new faucet all the way before you screw it back. So the on. water is flowing through the faucet and not right. causing back pressure. Right. Okay, I, I see what you mean. But I'm afraid if I unscrew that faucet, I'm gonna that the pipe coming out of the house. I'm going to twist that off or something. That's well, then, then, the best, then I, the, the best thing I could recommend for you is to call a, a plumbing company. Any, um, plumber, okay. any plumber can come out and replace that faucet. And that way, okay. if it does twist the pipe, they're liable, not you. Yeah. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Okay, then I guess I'll have to do that, I guess. All right. Well, Gary, appreciate uh -huh. you calling. Hope that answered your question, sir. Okay, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. A couple of lines open right now. We'd love to talk to you with your home improvement questions, just like we're doing with Jimmy right now. Jimmy, good morning. Welcome to the show. How, how are you doing? Outstanding, Jimmy. How are you doing? 
I'm doing good. I was listening to your show a while ago, and you all were talking about air conditioners and replacing them and stuff. And I have a 40-year-old air condition that I get served, you know, that gets checked every year. And I've only had it two or three times that somebody had to come out and do something to get it back going. So you're saying that I probably need to get a new air conditioner? No, sir. I'm not saying that. What I normally tell folks is that if you have a repair that's going to cost you over $500 on a system uh -huh. that is over 10 years old, then you okay. should replace it. Or at least right. at least explore it. Right. All right. Good. All right. I'm, so I'm going to roll the dice and keep going because I haven't had one so. Anyway, <laughs> all I can say all. all I can say about that is I know for a fact they do not make them like they used to. Well, that's my deal. I know and that's what the guy that comes over and, and look, checks it for me, he says, "Hey, if you take care of this thing, it's liable to last another 20 years." So, but the I'm, only I'm now the, the only downsize or a drawback to that is that it's it's costing you a whole lot more money than a new high-efficiency system would cost you. Right, right. And, right. you know, but if you feel like it's doing the job, I mean, it's nobody says you have to do it, but to get maximum efficiency and to not have to worry about uh, about it, you know, leaving you hot or, or cold as the season may be, um, you know, there's a certain point where you want to start looking at possibly replacing it. And, uh, right. and only you can really determine what that is. Okay. Well, listen, thank you all, and I enjoy listening to you. And you all have a great weekend, and go give them help. All right. Jimmy, you have a great weekend too, my friend. Thank you so much for calling this morning. Uh, earlier, we, we had a caller that talked to us about uh, a well. In, in their yard, and, right. and you said you had a uh, a well story for me, and, and, and I want to hear this well story. Well, you know, growing up, the, the, we had a well in the yard. Almost everybody. At, well, we were still, You in particular did. We, and we yeah. were still in the, at that point time, in the middle of Divine. Oh, yeah, for sure. In town. Oh, yeah. And that well we used for watering the uh, the grass, yep. outside water, so on and so forth, years, years for years. Until someone went fishing in the well. What? Yeah, someone went fishing in the well and got the fishing line tangled up in the pump. Why would you go fishing in a in a well? I said someone. Why, why would anyone? I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cast dispersions <laughs> on you, Jim. Uh, but why would why would one go fishing in the well? How old, I, 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 how old, how old was the offender? Uh, about ten. Okay, old, but, en old enough to know better. Yeah, about ten uh, years old. <laughs> there was. Uh, I'm there sure was, your dad was happy with that. There was beatings. In, yeah. <laughs> in Bob. The beatings commenced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to picture somebody fishing in a in a well. That's 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 hilarious. It's water. Well, when we were growing up, we <laughs> if you caught something, I'd worry. <laughs> that's that's what I'd really worry. Uh, <laughs> and this person did. Oh yeah. Yes, they oh. caught a submersible pump. Oh yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that was not good. No. Uh, <laughs> whenever I was growing up, we actually had a well. Well, when I was growing up, yeah. But but whenever I was older, and we bought the old home place, right. we, my, Debbie and I ended up buying the old home place out in Medina County, and uh, my grandmother and, and grandfather and and uh, had a a well, uh, of course, outside. 
but they also had a windmill on the well. And I thought that was the coolest thing, man. I loved having a windmill. We had this huge above-ground cistern um, that, that you know, retained the water. And we did the same thing. We used it to water our garden. We used it to water the yard, trees, whatever. And it, it was just fantastic. And and clean, pure Carrizo water, uh, it was it was fantastic. And I, I, I kind of miss having that, not only because it, it was essentially free water, uh, but it was also really good clean water it and, was and I, I mean i'd i'd go out on a hot day and i'd take a drink out of the faucet coming off of that windmill and the water would be cool and clear and clean no no uh chlorine no fluoride just good clean water yep and and that's hard to find these days unless unless you filter it 10 times and yeah exactly or if you uh, buy it or if you buy it and and you know and and with that being the case, you're you know if you're buying it like you buy it, and and I'm I'm not saying anything about you because I do the same thing. If I need a if I need a bottle of water, I buy a bottle of water. But look at all the plastic that we are putting into the landfills by doing that. Oh yeah, I mean really and truly, I, this is how I try to drink my water as often as possible. Now, right. I, I you know I try to fill up my my Yeti or my big uh, thermos or whatever, and that's how I drink my water. And then I'll fill it up somewhere else here in the in the station. They actually have a fountain that has a water fill for your thermoses on it, right? So you can right. fill up your Yeti or whatever it is that you right. use. These Stanleys that I have, the the one that I'm holding here, it's not a Yeti, it's a Stanley, but it's a tall, uh, big container for water or whatever. But it's used for water and self defense. You could you could whack the heck that, out of somebody. That thing's heavy. It's heavy and it's got a good handle on it. So yeah. I mean, so if, it, if you need something for so you, you, if you if uh, folks if you think a Yeti was heavy a Yeti cup, try this Stanley. These these things those things are heavy. They, they are and but they hold a lot of liquid. So if you're outside for long periods of time, if you're going on a trip or what have you, they're a really great thing to take along with you. You can use a straw in them, or you can uh, take the straw out and flip it around and close it so it's sealed. Uh, this is one of my favorites. And then I've also got another water bottle that we that we got when we went on our trip across country. And I forgot what it's called, but it's got a flip top on it. It's got a little handle that pops up that you can carry it by the little handle. And when you close it up, it's sealed. I mean, you can turn it upside down, you can throw it around, it it, it doesn't leak. And, you know, for carrying water and, uh, and hydrating, it's a fantastic thing to have. And, you know, it, it's environmentally friendly in that you're not purchasing a lot more plastic and putting plastic right, right, out there. Right. And, and I mean, I'm not a tree hugger, but it, the, whatever I can do to help, you know, curb our garbage... <laughs> Uh, uh, consumption and, and our garbage, not consumption, but production, our garbage production, I want to do it. Oh, yeah. You know, and especially things that take a thousand years to de deteriorate. Right, right. Well, I try to recycle. Yeah. You know, with the water bottles and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I'm hopefully if the recycling uh, facilities are doing what they're supposed to be doing, that winds up like a as for a floor mat or pair of shoes, something underwear. I don't know. I I don't know if I <laughs> want plastic underwear, but I don't think I would either. I, I, although I mean, although I have seen some things that that say that they're made out gonna, of recycled bottles. Yes, I was going to say, but I, I however I do have a pair of stainless underwear. <laughs> 
I don't even want to know. Uh, I highly doubt that, first of all. Uh, that you have any stainless underwear. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's get to Tom before we get out of here, because I'm, I'm sure he has a burning question that we need to answer. Tom, good morning. Welcome to the Home Improvement Show. Hey, guys. Um, I have just a quick question on septic tanks. We have a place in Rivera Beach down in Baffin Bay and one in between Quero and Victoria and Thomaston. Both of them are sandy, sandy soil, you know, right there on the sure. Guadalupe River bottom. Yeah. Um, how often how often do we need to pump those systems out? Well, go ahead, Jim. I'll In let the you take sandy this soil, it's a whole lot less frequent than in uh, in the uh, loam soils or okay. black black dirt because the sand can take more water and oh, di- and dissipate okay. it faster. The main thing, but it will dissipate so fast that it doesn't have time to dissolve the solids. So what I would suggest to you is you need to use the Ridex once a month. Okay, once a month with the Ridex, yes. and then maybe once every couple of years with a pump, or you don't need a pump at all. Uh, I wouldn't. I would not pump it unless you had a problem with it. Okay. Yeah, no problems with them. Just that's why I was. Yeah, no. For the health of the system, I didn't know if you needed to do that. As long as you keep the enzyme levels up, uh, where, like I said, where you're going to lose the enzyme levels is it. It does dissipate the water so much faster. Are you Are you using Ridex on a regular basis? We do. Okay. We, we use it Good. about once every couple months, but we could do it once a month. Once, once a month is what I would recommend on sandy soil. Awesome. Man, that's great, guys. Well, Tom, have a great weekend. Thanks for calling. Great question. Glad you called, and uh, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, we, I don't know that we're going to have time to get many more callers in here, but I uh, do want to remind you that uh, Louis Sirianni's coming up next uh, yes. at 11.05. Yes. He's going to be in here to answer all of your burning Automotive questions, and he has the answers, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah the, the, he, he does. He yeah. really does. Uh, also want to tell you uh, about our backpack drive that's still going on at Window World. Yes. Uh, we are collecting backpacks uh, that are filled with uh, all of the items on, on, the, on the given uh, school list for kids in the Northside Independent School District. We've got – we partnered with Northside – and uh, we are going to get these uh, these backpacks to the kids who need them most. Uh, I, I, I forgot the amount uh, that we were told, but I want to say it's about 600 or so kids that are in absolute need of backpacks. Oh, no, it was, it was higher Maybe than it was 1,000. Yeah, Maybe it was, it was, it was, it was higher It could have been 1,000. It's a lot. It's a lot of kids, uh, and we're just trying to do our part. We're currently sitting at about 165, 170 on the backpacks. Would really like to get at least 300 of them over to the Northside Independent School District. The way it's working is uh, if you uh, purchase 10 or more windows from Window World, we, Window World, is going to donate a backpack filled with with all of the school supplies. Uh, In fact, uh, this week we're going to be stuffing backpacks, uh, I believe, on Tuesday. Uh, at, at the at the store um we also are accepting donations of backpacks at window world in san antonio or in new Braunfels, either one of our showroom locations there and uh, we are also matching donations so if you donate a backpack or if you don't want to go to the trouble about uh, going out and getting backpacks and, and supplies you don't have time to do that we figure that a backpack 
filled with all the supplies is about $75. So you take $75, you can donate that, and then we will buy a backpack in, uh, for you, and then we will also buy another backpack uh, on behalf of Window World. We'll, we'll match one for one. So you donate five backpacks, we donate five backpacks, no limit. And if you buy a door from Window World, yeah. we do one backpack, and the door vendor does one backpack. So there you go. So if you, if you buy a, a, an entry door, that's two backpacks going to the drive. So uh, lots of good reasons, notwithstanding the great financing options we have going on right now at Window World, but other good reasons to, to get out there. But, again, no purchase necessary. If you want to participate, we still want you to participate, uh, and, and you can do that by dropping off a backpack or donating uh, monetarily a backpack, and then we'll, we'll match that. Uh, if you want to get a hold of Jim during the week and you want to drop him a, a, a question or, or a line or just a well-wish, how do you do that? You can get a hold of me at jsmith at windowworldtx.com. And uh, as always, you can uh, you can hop online and drop me an email at mbomba, that's M-B-O-M-B-A, at windowworldtx.com. Uh, one other thing I want to mention that I haven't talked about, but uh, we've, we partnered up with Cleto Rodriguez. Uh, at PJ's Coffee and uh, and PJ's Coffee at Camp Bullis and I ten uh, every Monday from nine until ten, I believe it's nine eight until nine, eight until nine. Every Monday morning, eight until nine, uh, my friend Cleto Rodriguez, very very funny comic, uh, is there at the store doing a live uh, Facebook show. So uh, if you want to go in and meet Cleto, if you want to go in and have some great coffee, some great beignets. Come on by, hang out with him. He has a, a live audience, and, and you can be a part of that live audience. A.M. or P.M.? A.M. Okay. Yeah, A.M. 8 to 9, every Monday, PJ's, Camp Bullis, and I-10. Get your get your PJ's fixed, and uh, meet Cleto Rodriguez every Monday. Uh, hey, listen, it's been a blast. We're going to do this all over again next Saturday. Uh, same time, 9 to 11, right here on A.M. 550 FM 107.1 KTSA. It's the Home Improvement Show. Listen, uh, peace, love, go out and practice some kindness, everybody. We'll see you next time right here on the Home Improvement Show.